0: Gecko's Gamescast, starring Rich Meister.
1: I'm waving, you can't see
2: it because this is audio.
0: And Eric Ortiz. Hey, what's up?
2: Live from the Gecko Theater.
0: Yeah, live from the Gecko Theater Music Hall in New York City. Can we have like some uh, open source? Like, you know,
2: I'll find something, I'll find something. You
0: know, like, like one of those, like, uh, fanfare intros, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Kind
0: of like a talk show.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the kind of, you know, we're here, uh, you know, at the end of the night you're relaxing, maybe you got a little nightcap, and you're like, you know what, I'm really gonna, you know, listen to some guys uh, <laughs> talk about Super Mario 64.
0: Well, who who wouldn't want? You want to know something too? I actually played that about a week and a half ago. I, I loaded it up.
1: Recently, cause I got that collection, baby.
0: Well, I was telling I was telling somebody about this where I was explaining because they were not familiar about how Nintendo just re-releases things. Um, so I was kind of just going through the explanation of okay, do you, they didn't even know what the Nintendo Switch was, so because um, they weren't too involved in any of this, so. Um, I was like, yeah. I'm like, well, they have the Nintendo Switch now. You could literally take it on the go and go do things. And they're like, oh, I think I've heard of that. Um, and they were just asking, oh, well, what kind of games did they come out with? Like, do they still do the Smash Brothers and all that? I said, oh, yes. And you remember, like, Mario 64? They'll just repackage things and then sell them for full price. And like, that's the, N- the Nintendo model is very much so not only based on new releases, but sparsing out their newer releases so far apart from one another so that in between they just repackage and sell their old stuff uh with the most recent being yeah with the most recent being the all-stars yeah and the Game and watches so i had shown them super mario 64 and i was saying you know what's absurd about this is that yeah sure they cleaned up like some of the pixel fidelity and all that they smoothed it all out a bit but i mean that's really it i mean the camera controls to me are still an abomination on the the switch i still don't like wow. it that much because it's not an n64 controller and uh yeah
2: it's
0: i just thought it was so funny kind of yeah and um and i will say this even though it's a very very minor thing i do think it's kind of funny how certain text in the, or rather, all the unreadable text in that game that you see on certain plaques or on certain areas, like yeah. the fountain in the courtyard. You still can't read yeah. that. I just thought that was so ridiculous. I was like, why wouldn't you just put that in there? Just well, I don't clean know. That, that up. What, does that take, like, two that, seconds? Just get in there.
2: That's more work than they're willing to do. Is the oh, ecosystem.
0: for sure. For God's sake, if I even saw that, I would have been floored. I would have thought, man, Nintendo's really I, pushing out all the stops this year.
2: I will say I'm really glad Sunshine now supports uh,
1: the GameCube control. That is more yeah, than I expected of them.
0: yeah. I gotta say, I was impressed that they even improved that game in general. But then I was playing it just a little oh, like, bit, and I was thinking, what the? Not fuck?
2: making it uh, inverted by default, which is awful.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have even put it past them either in the beginning. But it was just like, okay, whatever. Well, we do what all you're t- gonna do.
2: The first time we thank them for it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, my point was after explaining all of this, they were like, oh well, you know, people pay for that, and I was like, yes. And I said, including me. <laughs> like, <laughs> he also sorry. did it. Yeah, like, I, I was telling... I was regaling this tale for about 15 minutes, and I was thinking, yeah, at the end of it, yeah, me too. Like, I, yeah. I, I did it too, because it's Nintendo, and you literally don't know It's one of those things, when.
2: like, if you remember the, the conversation at the time, it was like, yeah, and they said it's only gonna be around until, uh, like, March of next year. And go, Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so I pre-ordered it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I bought the collector's edition. It, it's like, yeah... Literally, I mean, what what other choice do you have? And that's why people are kind of pissed at them sometimes. But you got to drink that Nintendo Kool-Aid, man. But Rich, how are you?
2: I'm all right. Uh, As I think I mentioned during our Game of the Year show, I finally acquired one of them hot PS5s.
0: You did. And you know what? Very proud. Very happy. Because I know you wanted it for a while.
2: Second, not for me. Um,
0: <laughs> how is the next generation looking?
2: It's looking pretty sharp. Here's a thing uh, that I found kind of interesting, which actually, like, having that hooked up to, like, my OLED fucking 4K TV and just seeing how pretty things can look.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I played Spider Man Miles Morales on the PS4. Okay. Uh, and then I fired it back up on the PS5 because I wanted to kind of see what the visual like, distinctions were. Hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of different performance modes for that game. I went with one that was, um, I believe it was uh, performance uh, ray tracing. So it's okay. performance mode, so it's 60 frames per second, but they cut down on crowd density so they could still have ray tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I noticed as I was playing a little bit of it, there's one of the costumes for Miles in that is this Transformable Matter suit that's supposed to kind of look like the Tinkerer's tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was the stupidest costume in the world in the PS4 version because it just looks kind of flat and boring. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's got a lot of illumination to it. When you have ray tracing turned on, that thing pops and it's probably the coolest costume in the game. Like, it's actually remarkable that I thought it was literal dog shit in the PS4, but it might be my favorite one on the PS5 version when, like, ray tracing is turned on and you can see those proper lighting effects and the reflections. Like, it's night and day.
0: It's next generation, baby.
2: That's it. This is the, the future
0: is now. The future is now. Um, I remember when I first fired it up. What did I play first? I think it was just Call of Duty. I personally did not notice a damn thing. And I was thinking, wow, this is it, baby. Next gen.
2: This is it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's differences, too. Like, these are things that are clearly built for that. Like,
0: oh, well, I know, I know for a fact Miles Morales looks beautiful. I've seen videos of it. I've seen pics of it. I, I just know yeah. that it looks good, and it actually showcases some of the hardware um so i'm actually pretty much looking forward to anything else on the console like obviously god of war is going to look beautiful when it finally comes out i already know that for a fact because how they how they can fuck that up uh and i don't know whatever else comes out at the time i guess horizon zero Dawn is going to look good i was just happy with the load times if anything else
1: that's
2: the the main thing in spider-man i'm just a satisfied
0: i'm a satisfied guy
2: and again having the comparisons to having played that ps4 version like, when I was playing it on PS5, I was using fast travel all the time because there's no load. It's just, mm-hmm. alright, you're here now. Whereas PS4, I was avoiding it because it was faster sometimes to just move across the map rather than sit through a fucking load screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. I
2: also played a ton of Astro's Playroom. Um, yeah, you told uh, me you loved it. I don't know how much time you spent with that. That a is bit. a remarkably good pack-in game. Like, it, like Wii Sports level good.
0: And you love it. I
2: love it. I, love I wish.
0: I wish we had a Wii Sports esque title for the PlayStation Five. We do, baby. That would fun. Playroom. No, it's not. But you beat it, and then you're done with it, and that's it. That uh, the... speed
1: running challenges for days. Son.
0: Uh, well, I, I do like that games are doing that more often though.
1: Um,
2: uh, I I do hope like the main thing for me is and ask about Rescue Mission, the VR title from the last gen that featured the same character. Uh, fantastic game. This is a fantastic game. I really hope they just give Team Asobi, like, free reign to, like, make a full-scale title with this character. Like, they made a really good 3D platformer here, um, that is, like, charming as hell, even if occasionally it has this weird sort of, like, the collectibles are the things you've been buying for the past 30 years vibe to it. Like, I think yeah. more, more often than not, it is more charming than it is some weird thing. Like the the boss in that game is a is the um, the 1994 uh, PlayStation One tech demo of a T Rex. It's just that T Rex that's the boss.
0: That's so fun. It's a little cute little Easter egg. I think that um, when I saw that Asher's Playroom was coming to the console, you know, as a platformer rather than a VR platformer solely, um, I thought that was pretty cool. I actually thought that'd actually give it more of uh, an opportunity in the future to try and make a full fledged platformer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was actually just wondering, or at least assuming, that if anything, that was just a little tech demo of a tech demo of a tech demo, check it out, put it on, see how people reacted to it, and see if it got some good responses, and everybody's been loving it so far, they think it's one of the best offerings of the PlayStation 5 in general. Which is
2: crazy, like, I, I platinumed yeah. it already, I got the platinum trophy for it.
0: Yeah, um, so uh, a lot of people like it, so I'm actually kind of curious to see long term if that ends up being a mainstay for another just full-fledged platformer, almost in the way of Sackboy, but not really Sackboy.
2: Yeah, that's that's just it. Like, And that is the full-on, like, uh, Media Molecule is a Sony partner, a Sony studio, but, like, mm-hmm. Japan Studio is, like, the in-house Sony studio. So to have them kind of turning out um, this 3D platformer could be really cool. And it, I think it's a game that the, the people on that team are clearly taking influence from, like, the top dogs of it. Like, there's some real Mario 64 stuff in there, mm-hmm. but it takes the modern sensibility to do that stuff better in a way that, you know, it should. And it kind of... And we, we talked about this briefly, I think, uh, back when the PS5 launched, the way people were talking about the controller. It does a really good job of using all the weird tech in that controller, like, super effectively.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm actually... Just curious to see how it grows from there if it does i mean i know for a fact even if it was for vr they'd probably make another one but um we'll you yeah. see it's it's been something that i've always read was good i played a little bit of it i loved it i thought the graphics were great that actually shows off the console's capabilities so i want more of that and so long as i keep getting it I'm, i'll be a happy camper whatever justifies the purchase I think um
1: we'll certainly get that.
2: Yeah.
0: How, how do you know how can you promise me that what are you saying right i'm
2: now? just guessing what are you saying right
0: now? Wait, what do you, you, you work for, Sony?
2: You, you just said you wouldn't bring this up. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody will long term. But um, I actually, in terms of playing, I played a lot of Punch Out. A I lot of Punch Out.
2: Punch out
0: I went, ah, yeah. I bet you. you bet you. Uh. Bet you raise your eyebrow a bit and went, mm, "Eric's that's playing a game again, and it was an old yeah, game." Because I just can't punch help myself. Good, man. Yeah, um, man. Out the punch out you played. So I um, played Punch Out. No, I went to the NES Classics. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I went to the SNES Classics again because that's just where I live. I don't play games anymore. So I play. I, I I'm. I think I've realized over time that I just like I like the oldies most of the time. I like to go back and just dive. But I went to Super Punch Out, and I like Super Punch Out a lot. I there's just something. I am just way more nostalgic for Punch-Out than Super Punch-Out. I don't really resonate with the main character. Super Punch-Out, it's not really Little Mac. I don't really care too much.
2: I think most people are the same way. Like, Super Punch-Out is fine, but I do feel like, uh, you know, it's it's Little Mac and then, you know, uh, Punch-Out starring Mr. Dream is just, you know, where, <laughs> where Yeah. Lives.
0: Yeah, and I gotta say, the one thing that I do like about super punch out as to why it's just a little bit on on the low key scale of not being recognized as a fully fledged like amazing game on the snes is the graphics are really fluid for the time the animations are incredible i think for the time as well um yeah and i i just don't really the characters on there i don't remember any of the characters compared to what i remember of let's just say glass joe or king hippo yeah like
1: glass joe those to me
0: Yeah, like you just remember them. And to me, they always stick out in my mind. And keep in mind, I didn't grow up on Punch Out. Like, I, I came to Punch Out later yeah, on. We were, but those guys we still, fact. yeah, those guys still kind of uh, remain with me. Same against like Bald Bull and all those other weird people. But um, I, always I, I went playing play Super punch, punch Out like though. Yeah, <laughs> Soderpopski. Like, what should I do, Soderpavinsky? <laughs> put it right on the put it right on the the wall to the side, being like, what what's the way? Show me. What would you do? Um, but I was playing Super Punch Out for a little bit, and then I was I oddly enough I was thinking, man, I just want to downgrade here. So I went to uh, just regular Punch Out. Had a way better time with that. Um, I gotta say the game always has a way of knocking me on my ass. Um, by learning different things, I have to, and I gotta say I appreciate for the time. Of the NES, that is probably one of the better games that has released on that console. That's the top 10 for me. It looks, for the time, it looked incredible. And I gotta give it props. This was not just one of those Nintendo games that was meant to purposely be difficult and make you play it over and over and over, such as like, say, a Contra or even... I'm trying to think of others. I don't know, like Silver Surfer or anything like that. Just something that was purposely just so hard. Where things were really
2: obtuse in that game. Like, and I think I get what you mean there. Because, like, with Punch-Out, I don't think anything was ever crazy obtuse. It really was, for the most part, just a game of skill.
0: Yeah. And you just needed to figure out what the tell was. That was it. The 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 hardest thing. Yeah. The hardest thing. Just figure out what the tell was. Figure out what to do about it. Um, with the controls you got sometimes even the coach helps you out. It's okay, like, hey, you know uh, King hippo You know sometimes she's just opening that big fat mouth and I gotta admit I struggled against king hippo Because I totally forgot you gotta punch him in the mouth and then his pants fall down and Then you got punched the belly, That's so the
1: thing. yeah,
0: so It was all but it was all incredibly fair, which is again when I was even growing up not something That I was even used to I was I was used to games that were just purposely so hard and that made me f- drive my head through the wall. But this one was always good. And I remember when it re-released for the Wii. Um, when they just had regular punch out. But it was with the controls. And I had a lot of fun with that too. But I still always just prefer the original, man. I gotta say. I had a lot it's of fun with game. it. And I, I picked it up and on again. Uh, it was basically off and on again with it. I ended up losing a lot of times. And I was like, alright, I'll come back to it later. I even really Glass Joe that. is just practically begging to be killed. Yeah, which was gonna, just shameful. Yeah. I, I know... But I, I gotta say, I really felt for him because literally even in the turns, in between the rounds when you're taking those breaks, he's literally giving you the equivalent of please kill me. Um, please just
2: end this. Why yeah, are you compare, doing this?
0: And I personally think that he is a better um, main antagonist of the game than let's say uh, Gabby J from Super Punch-Out, who is just effectively an old man. So I,
2: His name it, is not clever enough.
0: It's not. It's just Gabby J. What the like, uh, when, when is that? I sh- mean like Bear Hugger's yeah. cool. I like Bear Hugger. That was a cool one. But Fair. Gabby J sucks. And he goes, hey. Hate him. But um Yeah, had a great time with that. that. That that I gotta be honest, that really took up everything. I had nothing else from last time. It was punch out. Relax to relax. Um
2: like Demon Souls obviously I can go on and on about. Um but we've done plenty of that on the show already.
0: No, why uh, we <laughs> never talk about demon souls. Shh.
2: You never bring that up. Uh, I Never also played a game there. called No Straight Roads.
0: Oh, um, tell me that.
2: That I ended up really fucking liking. It is a, uh... It's platformy, but it's really just a series of boss fights. Um, that then have, like, sort of unlockable modifiers, so you can, like, try them with different tactics. Um, it's a single-player or co-op game. Uh, it plays two characters, Mayday and Zoot, who mm-hmm. are, uh, band members in Minus City. Um, where they are taking on uh, the EDM empire with the power of rock and roll, uh, and it's got like some beat 'em up physics. All of the bosses actually all have like really unique mechanics to beating them, mm-hmm. and sort of figuring them out. The game just has like a crazy style to it. Um, and if you're playing single player, like I was, you just uh, hit L1 to sort of swap between characters because they all have diff- both have different play styles. Whereas like Mayday is sort of a heavy hitter with a guitar. And Zook, uh, fights with his drumsticks, and he is lighter attacks, but, like, faster. Like, he's better at comboing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the whole, like, series of bosses all have, like, a weird style to them. Like, there's a boy band composed of robots. Um, there's, like, a Hatsumi Miku-style vocaloid you fight at one point. Oh, now we're talking. There's, uh, you take on a character named DJ Subatomic Supernova inside a planetarium uh this game's really fucking cool
0: (laughs) i was gonna say that sounds all over the place in the best of ways
2: yeah no it doesn't really conform to any one set thing like one of the bosses is sort of like a lady gaga-esque type um there's a series of optional boss fights uh that are very tough against a rapper named dk west and i've actually been listening to his rap track on spotify because it fucking earwormed into me It's good. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, I think that might still be on sale on PSN. It's marked down to like twenty three bucks from I think thirty nine ninety nine. Not bad at all. Uh, And I ended up really, really liking that to the point that uh, I'm going back to try a lot of the more harder difficulties. Like once you clear it, uh, you can. One of the harder ones is there's a perfect parry mode where you can only damage bosses by parrying their own attacks at them.
0: Ooh, so it's like a challenge. Yeah. Big challenges. Um, That's pretty neat. I like yeah, the art style of it.
2: It's, it's got a very... Like, colorful sort of... I don't even know what to pin it like. <laughs> it reminds me of like a 90s cartoon. But like, I can't mm. pinpoint what I mean by that, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I feel. It's like you don't really know exactly what to call it by a 90s but, like, cartoonish I've, kind of style. It's just a wacky I've, style.
2: Yeah, I've seen this, this look somewhere before, but I can't pinpoint where...
0: I mean, when I was—I mean, that's pretty apt because in the '90s they had very colorful, weird animations that went with it, especially with the colors of say, like the characters and everything, and also the environments—they're just wacky. Yeah.
2: Early that's 2000s exactly as well. Exactly what you get here.
0: Yeah, it's looking the same. It's kind of nice. I like it. But um, how did you discover it again?
2: Uh, this was actually uh, Josh over at the Chompcast was playing this, and he told me about it, and I looked into it. And when I looked into it, it happened to be on sale for almost a full fifty percent off. Wow, uh, so that's a I was deal! Like, Hell yeah, time to jump in on this. Yeah, that's a uh, steal for sure. And I think it was revealed at, it was revealed that one of the many weird, uh, you know, here's a bunch of trailers. This is a real event this year, because uh, I do remember it. From-
0: <laughs> this is real. Please enjoy it.
2: Please play these games. But that's uh, that dropped fairly recently, like a month or two ago. Um very good. Small Malaysian studio. Uh, I like that game a lot.
0: Gotta love it. Dig it.
2: Got to love it. Uh, speaking of games that are coming out, I could run us through this drop real quick.
0: Ooh, I like early drops. Yeah, do right. it.
2: Uh, Terratopia comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on January twentieth. Dyson Sphere Program comes to PC on January twenty-first. I assume it's a game about vacuum cleaners.
0: We can only assume.
2: Rive 4 comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X on January 21st. Excuse me one second. That was weird. Um, (laughs) Shing comes to Xbox One Switch on January 21st. There's an exclamation point, so Shing! Shing! Tadpole Trouble Encore comes to Switch on January 21st. The Detective Chapters Part 1 comes to PC January 22nd. The Detective Chapters? Am I
1: detecting a sequel?
2: Uh Gravity Heroes comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on the 22nd, Raging Blasters to PC on the 22nd, Solus 128 comes to PC and Switch on the 25th, Dead Cells, the Fatal Falls DLC hits PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on the 26th, uh, Encoda hits PC on January 26th, King Arthur Knight's Tale hits PC on January 26th, The Sims 4 Paranormal Stuff Pack It's PC, PS4, Xbox One on January 26th, and Stronghold Warlords hits PC on January 26th. Uh, Hitman 3 is supposed to be in here somewhere, but I can't find- I thought it was on here.
1: Eh, whatever. Not
0: even important. Get it out of here.
2: I will be playing the fuck out of that.
0: I like it. I like that a lot. This looks like a pretty good list so far. We're already starting the year off strong.
2: Games are gonna be just okay,
0: I think. I can't believe Dead Cells is still coming out of DLC. Yeah, that actually,
2: like, seeing that on this list, I was honestly, like, I, I thought
0: jump I thought back. it was done.
2: I was like, I should jump back into
1: Dead Cells.
0: Yeah, that that always happens, I, and I'm sure I'll, I'm gonna end up going back to Hades too, because I took a little hiatus from that as well. But every time with these roguelikes, I always take off a few months, and then something happens, and I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, they sure, I'll go back to update it. or new
1: content. Something. Yeah,
0: just something. Just something. And I'm like, yeah, alright, I mean, let's do it up. Yeah. I'll... Um, it's pretty cool, though. Good list. Um, Outside of that, honestly, I don't... Is there any big release that's coming in, say, Q1 of this year? Like, for the first three uh, months, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Not that we of.
2: have, like, firm dates on. Like, I... Hitman 3... At least was, I, don't, like, I just biggest, don't know. The biggest thing... Uh... There's a lot of smaller. St- I I feel like there's stuff slated for February. Um, hold on, let me look this one up real quick. I, feel...
0: I know I know you got a I know like Super Mario 3D Worlds coming out as well as
2: yes. No, the, I think that's pretty.
0: I think that's like it. it. And I like. Oh. There's, from... Persona, there's Persona Strikers. I know it's coming yes, out. I know Super right, Mario right. 3D Worlds coming out. I know the Hitman Three. The only big 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 one to me. Personally, it would only be, like, what, Bravely Default 2. I'm not really the biggest Hitman yeah. fan.
2: Yeah, that, that's fair. Another Bravely one from Default March that I coming forgot out. about that I will want to check out is um, Balan Wonderworld. Yuji Naka is a new game. Uh, he's making with oh. Square Enix.
0: No. For, completely off my radar.
2: That is Yuji uh, Naka, for anyone who doesn't know, is the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and he's working with Square Enix to make a new platformer called Balan Wonderworld. Uh, wow. Which is coming in March. Damn, that
0: sounds pretty cool. I like the, I like the sound of that.
2: It's a game with a pedigree that looks a lot like Knights, but I won't hold that against it.
0: I arguably the next game that I, I mean I don't think I'll ever play it, but I'll keep an eye on it because I'm always curious about. It is the new Harvest Moon too?
2: I'm yeah, always that's coming out later. I think that's like early March. Because Harvest Moon has missed a few times for me in the past couple of years. Well, that's
0: why I'm like, eh, I'm like eh, if. I think my, my love for Harvest Moon is coming gone when I was younger, but it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm glad they keep making those. I like, I like farming sims.
2: Look, man, they just put out a huge patch for Stardew Valley.
0: Yeah, I actually saw that, too, because I followed the, uh, the dev on Twitter. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I made a new one. for. Th-. He was like, for those who still play, <laughs> he's like, this is what I got. I was like, goddamn, man.
2: Yeah, they added, like some like, there's some island that you can go to now. Like, you have to repair a boat on the beach and there's like a whole new area like he just keeps adding shit
0: i whatever works whatever works and as long as he keeps enjoying it i was thinking of uh yeah just indie titles where literally years later dev will be like oh hey just here you go he's the only one that i know that i've seen on twitter that actually does that he goes hey we got a new big update coming out here you, you go just enjoy yourself
2: on that game um, as well as yeah, doing enjoy
0: yourself <laughs> Oh, I played the Monster Hunter Rise demo. This is important. Yeah, I, actually. I did not
2: get a chance to check that out yet, but I, I forgot heard about good that. Things, so please tell me. Yeah,
0: about it. um, it's fun. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Full review. Uh, how are no? It's good.
2: Wire bugs.
0: They're fine. Uh, for those who aren't aware, in this one, it's a little different than say Monster Hunter World or any of those because. They add in some new climbing elements and navigational elements that the other Monster Hunters don't have. Like, you can climb up mountains this time around using these wire bugs. And I know you could climb up mountains and other cliff sides, but those are all just by design. In this one, you can actually traverse over a lot of different terrain and yeah, scale mountains and actually climb things. Which, it's like going from a... It's like going from Ocarina of Time to Breath of the Wild, honestly, in terms of just navigation. Okay. Like you could just climb anything. So That's very cool. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean that's that's kinda of, I, yeah, I didn't get to do all of that, but I'm saying that's one of the biggest selling points of this game too. Like it's gonna be a new per thing. Hunts,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah.
0: You okay. can only do it for certain parts. So um, I personally had a lot of fun with it. There are some things that obviously from when you're going from Monster Hunter World to this game, they don't have. Um I'm trying to even think specifically what the hell I'm even talking about too. Most of, like the uh, scout flies, like you don't cut those.
2: I I've, um, I've heard. I'm kind of fine with that.
0: Which are, yeah, I mean it's no. I I've, I've played Monster Hunter so many times that I gotta be honest, I don't care.
2: Don't don't you do like the scout owl thing where you just kind of like shoot up an owl and then you're like, there's the monster.
0: Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to do all that, so it's not like, it's not like you're losing a lot of different things. But, you know obviously you're going to lose some some in the transfer.
2: Yeah, it's they can't compare, but all that I'm looking for is a solid monster hunter experience that at the very least takes what it can from world to like improve quality of life stuff.
0: Yeah. I think um that Generations Ultimate, which was the previous one. Yeah. From the Switch, I still like that better. <laughs> um Okay. Just because, from what I've seen of the demo so far, like the demo maps, okay, like it's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, Generations Ultimate is also a lot more colorful. I don't know if that has to do with the graphical thing or not. Well, no, it doesn't. But it's just more colorful. Um, and I don't know. It just looks like a, you know an okay game. I I'm almost spoiled from playing World, honestly. And I think a lot of people are gonna get that feeling too for when they jump into this. Yeah, I think that. Despite this being a brand new game, I think a lot of people who are coming from World may buy this and be a little disappointed, is, just because it is it's not. not world
1: too.
0: Yeah, in my in my mind, when I think about this, how Capcom made or at least has distributed Monster Hunter, I'm thinking it now in two different verticals. It's going to be one that is the World quality, that echelon of just HD graphics and open world this and quality the, the of life improvements.
2: Monster Hunter game.
0: Yeah, and being just all about that quality of life where they introduce anybody to it. You could pick it up, you could play it. Yeah. Then you have the second vertical, which is your four, your three, your Generations Ultimate, your Rise. It's going to be probably a little bit more intermediate in terms of just dealing with some of the gameplay elements to it. The graphics are obviously not going to be that great in, when you're comparing it to World, but obviously, fans of the previous ones are still going to enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this whole wall climbing thing, but they gotta try something different. So maybe, in the real, in the actual game, there'll be a lot more opportunities for me to actually play with it. I just wasn't that impressed with it. It was, it was okay. I heard the main with
2: that is like it's so much more versatile. Aside from like wall climbing, like can't you attach it to the monster and just tether yourself to the monster?
0: Yeah, I think that I think the potential of doing that for me is a lot more useful than. The, the cool added bonus of saying, oh, you could also climb mountains and wall. I, I, I don't care. It sounds
2: like it kind of meets in the middle between being like the Clutch Claw in a way at that point.
0: Yeah, but the Clutch Claw too, I mean, yeah, you are right. It's like they tried to combine the best of both worlds with it. The Clutch Claw was a lot, it, it was just a little different and I personally liked it a hell of a lot more, but obviously, we're t- again, it's all apples and bananas. It's I also like the at its core, dog. it's the same name. Yeah, I gotta say, they do some things like that, and I'm thinking, man, that's pretty cool.
2: Like, that's the main thing that uh. takes me. Like, if there's a Monster Hunter World 2, that game's got to have a mount now.
0: Yeah, let it happen. I Well, I know in Monster Hunter World you can ride the uh, yeah, but, like, you little Jagras, the Jaggies. No, you can't control them. They just go. This move.
2: So, so, give me a doggo in Monster Hunter World 2.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But, um, personally, it's a portable Monster Hunter. I'm not... Even if I'm, like, somewhat, eh, on the demo, it's a demo, just like all the others. I, I, you know, it's not like I played Generations Ultimate on the demo, and I was thinking, man, this game's so fucking good. It's just, it is what it is, and I know kind of yeah. what I'm getting. So long as the monsters are also good, so long as they throw some new ones in that look sort of interesting, which they kind of did. Um, That's how you I them. mean, whatever, I'm in, you know, yeah, it's all it's all, it's all all kosher. Yeah. Um, they're still going to have the same Rathians. They're still going to have the same everything. So, you know, I, I kind of like playing all of them because they change the meta just a little bit with all the weapons. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit of a, a difference for it. And I like taking it on the go. So we'll see what okay. happens.
2: Cool. That is a yeah. uh, the demo of Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Uh, and
0: you want to know what's great and I'll end it on this? For anybody who's ever thinking, hey, maybe this is the game that I could u- use to get in. I think the beauty of Monster Hunter is that you could literally get Generations Ultimate on your Switch, probably for a cheaper price, and you still have a pretty large community of people who are still playing that game. Oh, same thing them. with Worlds, yeah. same thing with 4, even on the 3DS, like 4 Ultimate, people are still playing that crap, because they think that that's still the best since, like, I, I, I kind of dig it, because uh, no matter what you want, just go to that.
1: Monster Hunter World is
2: now part of that PlayStation Plus, like, uh, the PlayStation... The collection, collection, right? Yeah, so yeah, I can imagine that's only seen an uptick in player base. Yeah,
0: for sure. I, I hope it has, because you know what? I can't wait. I, they're definitely going to make two. It was one of the most profitable games that, that they shipped. That game
2: is getting a sequel. Unda- yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't sure. know if it's called Monster Hunter World 2, but it's getting a sequel.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm kind of way more excited for that. I'll play these games in between and have some fun with it, but now that now the doors have kind of been blown open in terms of, hey, check out what we can do in Graphical Fidelity and also with... Uh, The challenges of all these monsters and all these different events that we can do. uh, You know, look at the potential. I kind of just want nothing else but that. So, I kind of already opened it. Now I want more. I'm hungry. So, we'll see.
2: Rathian's box.
0: Yeah. That was terrible. Thank you. That was terrible. Thank
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, news stuff. Some stuff's happened. Uh, Capcom is going to have a uh, Resident Evil-focused stream on January 21st where they have promised some reveals. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to get the Resident Evil 8 uh, date. Their their Twitter account, uh, promising reveals at the stream, also tweeted out a GIF of Leon managing his inventory, so now I'm expecting 4Remake to be announced uh, at the stream. You know, let's just put all our eggs in this basket.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, I even saw... What was the main thing? The main takeaway from this game? Tall vampire lady. Yeah,
2: the vampire lady is
0: big. She's like eight, feet like 8 to 9 feet tall, if anybody hasn't seen this first look yet. And the internet, of course, being as weird as they always are, has fallen in love with her. Yeah, they would true. like to be stomped by her. I have no dog in that race, so... I think
2: just think good. it's fun that everybody's getting their rocks off in a safe way.
0: Yes, um... I think it's kind of funny because if she ends up being a Mr. X type of that's person chasing who's chasing you, you around, yeah. that's chasing you, who's literally as tall as a fucking mountain. Okay, I, I think that freaked me out, so I'm kind of cool with that.
2: Uh, and then you saw there was like a, a meme of it with a drawing of Ethan, the character from Seven, who is still the main character of this game, uh, like yeah. next to the eight-foot-tall vampire lady, and it's just her like lurching and growling, and he's just like, "I miss my wife."
0: <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one for sure. Um, I'm so happy too that. I'm glad Resident Evil is just hanging in. Totally, it's like we've seen the resurgence. I'm
2: it's glad all over the place now. I like love it. The last like three Resident Evil things I played, that I'm glad that I can confidently say the last three Resident Evil video games I played were good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that alone. I I still two, two remake is still that was my our, top our game, game of the of past. That
1: was game of the year
2: that year.
0: That was my game of the year. A remake, it and it was so done so well.
1: Fucking good.
0: Yeah, so good. 3, not um, quite as
2: good, but I don't think that was a problem with the production. I just think I don't like 3 anywhere near as much as I like Resident Evil 2. Like, it, I, I don't think the original 3 is as good of a game.
0: Yeah, and frankly, I mean, this is coming from me who barely used to play Resident Evil when I was even growing up, so my nostalgia was next to nil. Uh, and I just love the hell out of that game. So addicting. So great, yeah. me that Dead Space 5 where I just was playing it thinking I have to do every single thing that's possible, so... so.
2: I mean, and that's the thing that has me more excited for it. Like, if they announce a 4 remake, I'm gonna be over the moon. Just because does 4 need the remake the least? Probably. But with what they did to 2 and how much I love 4, like, yes, get to it. Show me what you can do to this fucking game because, like, I'm just imagining what a, a Resident Evil 4 made in that engine from the ground up for the PlayStation 5 would be like, and...
0: It really, it's so impressive. I love the, the graphics of that engine are just so cool. It's... It's wild. Like I, got, I got it. Sure, say what you want about the three remake. Was it poo poo? I wouldn't say that exactly. It's but fine. It's... the graphics were pretty damn good.
2: Yeah, it looks great.
0: Yeah, it looks. You can't deny that it doesn't look good. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with eight. Seven was highly rated. You loved it. We'll see what happens with eight. Let's go. Oh yeah, Let's speaking of even graphics, my GP, my graphics card finally died. Oh really? It's over. Yeah, it's over. I'm sorry. Um, no, no. Hey, I mean, had a, she had a good run. I mean, yeah, I know, it was for like what, five years. Yeah, yeah. It had, I was telling you last. So my DisplayPort was not displaying, and I was like, oh, all right. I thought it was do. the cable. I you're telling me it's in the name. So I was thinking, ah, oh, DisplayPort's not displaying. What do we got? And um, the graphics card that I have is just the GTX 770. So obviously, it's it's a couple of years old here. That that was like one of the top cards when they released it. Um years back and uh it has an HDMI port too, so I was messing around with that and then I put in the HDMI and I was thinking, oh, let's try it. Also didn't display. And I was like, row, that ain't no good because I thought it was the cable, I thought it was the monitor, whatever it was, fine. Um Then I started thinking it was the power supply, but then I plugged in the HDMI one last time to the motherboard because it did have a display adapter port to it, so plugged in the HDMI there. And all of a sudden, voila! Computer can show everything's good, and that point tells me that the, that the GPU the is going problem. the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. It's around that time, anyways. Great. But I'm probably not gonna buy it just yet. So now the old girl's on life support. It's probably gonna be on the the iron lungs, so to speak, until pff, I that's don't know. Right. It's not a good time to buy a graphics card right now. So no. I Dude, think I I'm okay with just h- out. hanging out. Thank God I think got Punch-Out in some other games, but uh, I think I'm going to hang out on the old PC.
2: I mean, I'm still rocking the 1080, but I think once these new cards become a little bit easier to get, then I'm just going to go for it. Because um, I do think, uh, I think I'd rather just do it than wait for it to catch up with me, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was even thinking about doing it at the time when they were coming out the newest cards, but it was such a hassle to even get like the 30, 70, 30, I, I didn't even care. Yeah, it There's was just so much time. The, PS5, the second I saw it, it was harder to get that by any... Yeah, exactly. The second I even remotely even acknowledged that this would be way more difficult to obtain, I was just thinking, nah, no, I'm good. I'm A-OK, so we'll see whenever happens. We'll
2: see how it shakes out. Um, yeah, do... In other news, I thought this story was worth mentioning because video games are weird sometimes. I love weird. Lucas Arts is kind of back um, so, basically, uh, EA had a deal with, uh, Disney for some time that they were exclusively publishing Star Wars games. I guess it was really, like, games in the Lucas Properties Pantheon. Mm-hmm. That deal is now up. EA did almost nothing of note with it. Um, and now we are seeing the formation of Lucasfilm Games, which is not quite LucasArts like it's not really a publisher it's just kind of like a licensing dealer uh so basically anyone through the proper channels going through Disney can make a Star Wars game or any Lucasfilm's property game uh so now we have word of a few Star Wars games happening uh apparently Ubisoft uh the studio that made The Division 2 will be making an open world oh. Star Wars game uh there's potential in that one of the more interesting ones i thought because it came kind of out of left field machine games uh the bethesda studio who made the last two wolfenstein games uh is making an indiana jones game
0: which Uh, i actually was really excited for yeah i'm excited i was really excited to even read about it
2: we all we got a brief teaser i'm excited to see what the hell that thing is because if there's one thing machine games is good at it's making first person games about killing nazis Oh, um, yeah. And that's one of Indy's main things. What's, what's <laughs> for
0: those I mean, who are unaware, this is one of Indy's main traits.
2: I, I wonder the killing Nazis for Wolfenstein 3. Um, I, I know Machine Games is two teams at this point. Uh, so potentially, mm-hmm. I would assume one of them is doing that, and then the other is doing this Indiana Jones game. But then a thought occurred that I, I had a conversation with a few other people about. What if they're the same game?
0: Well, then, great. Indeed. Have a ball.
2: And BJ Blazkowicz team up to take down Hitler.
0: Wouldn't be the worst thing. I'd be pretty fucking hyped for it. Why not? Let it happen.
2: Uh, and then the, the other main thought I have, because these are the kinds of things I lie awake thinking about at night. I really hope they are working as hard as possible on making a really good first-person whip.
1: Well, that's that's
0: why I was kind of down with it, because honestly, the combat sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. It doesn't sound like it'd even be highly... It, it reminds me of what...
2: What was that roguelike where you had the whip? I remember playing a lot of it. I, I definitely reviewed it, and I can't even remember the fucking name of it.
1: Uh, I'm
2: gonna look it up.
0: Huh? I have it, like, in my brain. Oh, uh, Splunky.
2: No, no, no. Splunky. Splunky city has a whip. City, city of Brass. No, no, it's Splunky. Uh, Splunky's great, but uh, this is a, a first-person whip where it felt real good. Uh, oh. City of Brass, great game, like kind of an Arabian night style to it, uh, but you had a whip that you could use for just pure attacking or for like disarming and stuff, and it, it, it handled that really nicely.
0: I was thinking so long as it's a game, this actually, what an Indiana Jones game kind of, ticked in my mind was this could be a game that actually made sense to have in a tomb raider-esque uh, world from the most recent tomb raider games that they had uh-huh. like with the same with, with the same kind of atmosphere style gameplay what i mean by that is for the tomb raider games the first few were actually pr- i really enjoyed the first two of them i think but I, then by like the, like the third and the fourth one it, it, just like, it just seemed like the stakes just kept getting so high. And I was, I was thinking of Lara Croft, and I was thinking, ah, it's like, Lara, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, relax. I
2: was like, just calm away. down, it's
0: fine. Oh, because as a single person, and I'm even thinking this, I'm not even saying Indiana Jones can do any of this shit. I'm just saying from the first two games transferred to an indie game, just using the whip and just exploring and also cracking some Nazis in the face. That doesn't sound so bad. That no, actually no, sounds no. like something I'd be really cool with. Um, So long as, and I feel like, However, with Indiana Jones compared to Tomb Raider, you can get a little supernatural with. it. You can get a little wacky with it, as you always can. Like say with the uh,
2: you can get the Holy
0: Grail and all with, that bullshit. You know, you yeah, can get all kind of Nazi silly the with super science. Covenant,
2: there's, let's not even talk about Temple of Doom.
0: Uh, <laughs> am I? Am I? And this totally can relate back to my in- ignorance. And I, if it does, then that that's just me. Did Did Tomb Raider ever get? into any yeah. of that supernatural element all the time did it
2: that, that's why i was confused did by it? you thinking about, uh though y- like an original tomb raider all the time
0: i never played the originals and that's exactly why
2: <laughs> the original because i was Raiders- even i'm
0: just going off of the the ones that were released recently ah. well recently i'm saying but the ones that came well with, that by did, uh, those also got super, super silly i mean no well i know i know it got silly
2: well, no, but, I mean, even, even the first one, you're fighting, like, Japanese emperor's ghosts and shit. I just feel like you could get a little... I don't
0: know. I feel like you could do that with Indy, too, but then...
2: Oh, you absolutely can do that with Indy. Like, get Nazi a
0: little bit harder, because it's Nazis. Nazis. And I feel like with Nazis, like, how Wolfens. I'm not articulating it well enough, but what I'm saying is that at least with Nazis, you can get kind of fucked up with it. Like, Wolfenstein. Oh, Wolfenstein yeah, yeah. got a little fucked up with it.
2: We don't need to shy away from, like, straight-up killing Nazis in fucked-up ways. Yeah, I, I, if that's yeah, right. like, I,
0: you know what? Yeah, I'm not really... Because with like, Tomb Raider, I don't want... Like, Lara Croft, when she was going in and fighting all these things, you know, it was pretty... It was pretty straightforward. You just go fight some ghosts, go fight some people, you shoot them, you, you kill them, and do all the things. But I feel like with Indy like you're fighting Nazi super science with a little bit of supernatural elements things can get a little bit more fucked up you know you can yeah. get some uh some body horror going on you can get some weird religious cult shit going on you, totally I just feel like you can get a little bit harder with it
2: you know what the one good Indiana Jones game is Eric hmm Indiana Jones and the fate of Atlantis
0: did that come out for the Xbox
2: that was uh it was a PC game it was a scum engine game like, towards the end of the Scum Engine life?
0: Oh, fuck no. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, fuck no, this ain't no Xbox. This thing's, like, Stone Age.
2: Yeah, that is... Oh, the-
0: mixing it up with the Tomb Raider game! I, I'm mixed up. I'm all mixed up. Mi- mixed Tomb up. Raider game came out on the Xbox Arcade, I remember, in the summer of games or something. Oh, where had that, that co-op was
2: the, the top-down one, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. But, yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was a, uh, a, like, an end of the Scum Engine era. It might have been the Grime Engine, not the Scum Engine. Uh... But it was uh, one of those old Lucas Arts adventure games, and it was like a, a a shockingly good one.
0: Well, not that well. That's not going to get re released Rich. This game's so long ago.
2: But we just—I'm saying, just adapt that plot.
0: They're not gonna—they're not gonna do that. They're gonna do their own plots.
2: All right, fine. You don't know let that. Lara for, craft be, let Lara you know, Craft be. DLC. They're just going the Lost Ark. You don't know that.
0: I'd be pretty upset i gotta admit i'd be pretty so would i I think
2: that's it, a mistake i think that's
0: oh, i think that i think it should just be a brand new little mini adventure
2: yeah like that's the thing that's that, not with, in the movies if they come
0: yeah. out and they say like the last crusade i'd be pretty i'd be like all okay, right okay, well yeah we're, that's we're
2: just indie so plug and play with stuff like that like it is those like old serial adventures of like indiana jones and the curse of the blah 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 like you could do fucking whatever
0: yeah but now we i don't know i don't even know i don't even know the potential is endless yeah, I was pretty cool with that. I always just like a good old whip mechanic.
2: Yeah, no, when it w- when crack it that thing, like that. Yeah, give me that whip. So I'm actually pretty happy
0: with that, and I'm glad Lucas somehow liberated Star Wars. Maybe yeah. they'll be able to make the open world game and other games.
2: Well, you'll be able to uh, get a, a space un- climb a space tower in the Ubisoft game.
0: Okay. I was still pretty disappointed that they canceled. What was that game? Uh, uh
2: That was the... The first
0: um, person? I shooter can't, one? For the life of me. Star remember. Wars, like, 21, side it was, like, something oh, weird uh, that was project uh, name.
2: 1313.
0: Yeah, there you go. I'm still pretty disappointed that they canceled that. But, hey, what are you going to do?
2: What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? I saw you put here uh, about the Scott Pilgrim re-release from Limited Run Games. Uh, it has sold 45,000 physically in its first day of release. That is like... Isn't that insane? By a large margin of Limited Run's most successful release.
0: Yeah, so for those who didn't know, Limited Run basically re, released or republished uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Game. Well, this was a game physical. that came out. Ubisoft still published. Yeah, the, the physical games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, I meant I mean, distributed the public uh, the physical version of it. But yeah. um. game that came out... Oh, you even want to say 10 years ago when that game come out
2: yeah i want to say that was like 2010
0: 2011 yeah game came out years ago um it was a beat-em-up side scroller like a good, a turtles good in time a very good one yeah
2: very river city ransom-esque but just scott yeah. pilgrim
0: yeah by design too it had yeah. that um spiritual successor to it um and did the soundtrack it's pretty pretty bomb great stuff absolutely then uh Big, big prom at the time. It was local only, which I thought was always just a bit strange. Um, you couldn't play online with friends, so that was weird. Especially because I think it released it, we, not it during was, the Xbox Live summer games or any of that arcade shit. I think it just released over the summer it, one time.
2: Yeah, but it was also like well after like Xbox Live was a bonafide hit by that point, it seemed to Oh, a
0: yeah, yeah, up. make no mistake, it's not like it was, uh, it was just up and coming and coming, it was like the, the 360 at the time, and the 360 was coming out with some bangers, and, uh, PlayStation 3 also kind of had its own thing, but they came out local, it was okay, it was a good game, though, it just sucked that it was local only. Years passed, up until now, everyone's like, you're gonna release this, you're gonna re-release this game, probably was stuck in limbo for a while, and now they just re-released it, and now it's selling so much, so... I'm really happy that's selling a lot because once again, it just shows that not every game that people that fans are demanding to be really released is just going to be a small niche yeah, release.
1: Totally.
2: I mean, fair, forty-five grand of an indie game. Fervent fan base, and that, that game was great at the time. And even if you don't buy it physical, like it's out digitally on everything now. It's only fifteen dollars. Yeah. It is not an expensive. Game. I think it has
0: online now too. It does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the biggest thing is that this thing has online. So frankly if you love your beat-em-ups i mean this is it this is a good one
2: it's a a damn good one uh yeah rpg mechanics uh to level up all of the six characters because it comes with both of the expansions uh for that game adding knives chow and wallace wells as playable characters
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's definitely a cool thing to have and play it's a cool fucking game it's a cool game and i I, I love the pixel art for it it's great yeah, well, that's that's well-deserved. The soundtrack is one of the best, for sure.
2: Top dog in, like, 8-bit music, and that soundtrack is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, this is definitely one of the better soundtracks. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. I just thought it was cool. I for mean, 45000 for a physical indie game is pretty fucking, fucking crazy. Bonkers. Yeah, so, hopefully they make another one. I don't know. You never know, right?
2: Yeah, I guess. You could do something. I
0: mean, actually, probably not. Probably not. Story story coming know. down.
2: Yeah, that, that it's kind of it ends, finished some time so we'll ago.
0: See. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. But yeah, it's I mean that that was really the main thing. I was just like, oh, it's nice. It's cool. I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of another indie game that had physical units that just had a fervent say, like following to it. I don't know. Didn't I they come really out that River it. River City Girls game too?
2: Yeah, but I mean that's less like a you know,
0: they, oh, well, no it doesn't it didn't have like a f- crazy fan base to it. I was just thinking of all the other em ups that just came out recently, like Streets Rage Four and all yeah. that.
2: River City Girls is a great one. Um, that also weirdly only has local co-op.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's probably just whatever the devs can do at the time.
2: Yeah, who the hell knows? Uh, but plus, you got to keep up the servers. As, as a general rule of thumb, is great. I think River City Girls is good. Uh, yeah. we got, we got anything else noteworthy? Or are we, we good to wrap this up?
0: I mean, I gotta be honest, not really. It's, I mean... It's a yeah.
2: slow start to the year. You know? Well, because a
0: lot of it's just business-related moves. There's acquisitions, there's new CEOs coming in, there's new directors for different things, but nothing's... I mean, CD Projekt Red's still being sued if anybody actually gives a shit. I mean, yes, they. The, the most recent, the most recent in the, uh, the gauntlet of lawsuits and, uh, other executive disputes is that the demo that you were shown, I don't know, like 10 whatever years ago, was <laughs> yeah, completely fake and fabricated. That's the current hotness yeah, right now.
1: Didn't Schreier break
2: that story that the game actually, in its current form, didn't start production until 2016. And that that demo was an entirely contained and fake thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and That's if fun. anybody hasn't read it, I do encourage you guys to at least, if you're even curious about it, you should go yeah. read it. because, Yeah. Honestly... On the surface, it looks like a bunch of melodrama, but I like reading them because it does provide you some with some insight. Not only on what to expect when you see a lot of these games, but it, it really does provide some context as to okay, you know, it, it for me personally. Whenever I see new trailers of games or even demos of games at these trade shows or um, these events, I get hyped, but I don't. I, I do it with caution nowadays, just because of this. It's like
2: skepticism is important, and the fact is, if this it ends is, up panning out and like this is going to be a court case that will affect how games are developed
0: yeah so I'm, I'm really hoping that i just think it's an interesting read regardless um it also gives you some insight as to i think he interviewed like 20 or so people from that studio yeah. j- just on the daily practices that they had or at least just dealing with the different crunch and overtime that they had to go through so if anything i think it's just some interesting insight to just take a look at I, I personally when I when I read this shit and I was reading oh the demo was fake I believed it I mean yeah
2: also it's coming uh, guy, out, of, I out of Bloomberg it. Jason Schreier who is like the investigative journalist in games like I don't know any other way to describe him uh, yeah and uh, of course he, he always gets he
0: gets a lot of backlash sometimes because I will even say this I like reading I, I do not deny the man's talent for writing or he's kind job. of
2: a smug prick sometimes
0: he's kind of a dick yeah he's kind of a dick sometimes with people who dispute against him at times um he'll just block he, he's well known for just blocking people on social media yeah who i mean with i them, will which say, to me is preposterous but what are you gonna do
2: like like you said talented guy clearly and i'm glad we have someone like him in the industry because there really is no other journalist in this medium who does the kind of stuff he does
0: yeah i i mean personally i have to say i don't absorb a lot of games media and by media i mean say like journalism that goes into it in that caliber but Mm -hmm. he is one of the people that if i'm looking to just get some good articles out of he usually delivers compared to i don't know some other joe Schmo from say ign that's not to knock the ign team by saying joe Schmo. i just mean by Somebody who's written for IGN before. Sometimes you do naturally question the validity of these things. Because um, you're working with for such a big media conglomerate. And you have one guy who's working for, say, Bloomberg, which is a news organization. So it, it's, it really is just hedging your bets on the quality of the writing that you're going to. And I usually tend to skew towards him, even though he is a big prick from what I've <laughs> seen. So, Or at least he comes off as one. So not everything's going to be so black and white. However, for the story itself, for Cyberpunk... I read it. I'm not surprised. I I mean, if you look at it, we're not just talking about a demo either. It wasn't like a 5 to 10 minute demo. We're talking like a 50 minute demo. Yeah. If anybody remembers this. I
2: had people, uh, I was still at Destructoid at the time, and I had uh, coworkers who were at that show calling me and being like, this game is fucking insane after they came out of this meeting. And then it's like, I hadn't even conflated those thoughts. But then after actually playing the game I'm like, "Huh, I never thought back to those conversations, but I'm like, this is fine." Yeah.
0: I mean, I remember when <laughs> I remember when they did show the demo and it looked great and I was even thinking cuz it was so long. Um I was blown away. I was thinking, "Wow, they're really going they're really going ham on this." Yeah. And then you have the actual it's you know, right. game. It's night and day. Yeah. And you do you, you are going to get people who naturally will like the game and defend it because they want to and they're fans and i can understand that but then you do have people who actually you know came out to the table came to the table and said listen i played the section that the demo showcased i played that entire section that entire quest that entire situation there are differences there are similarities but it's as if they made a remake of a demo it's like it because it, they that do not match
2: was a blueprint yeah
0: and it just does not match. And to me, that's kind of disingenuous, even a little bit more so than just being a five-minute little teaser trailer or a demo. Because at least then I know what to expect. It's a, pre, um, a pre-rendered a pre kind of product that it's is meant for the go, trade show purpose, showcase, yeah, what we're making. Yeah, develop hype, make the investors happy, make everybody happy. Say, look at the progress I've made, and they're going to tweak it a bit. But to me, it's just the fact that it was a 50-minute to an hour demo. It's mm. like, if I was going solely on that, and then I bought the game... And I went to that exact part and it was just different basically by graphics as well uh, as the icing on top of all that. I mean, that would really fucking suck. Also, I'd be pretty pissed.
2: Um, remember, if you don't have time to read the story, at the very least, retweet it with the caption. Wow. Crazy. if True.
0: Yeah. Wow. Nuts. Um, the game has already in my eyes. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up when it's on sale because um, I waited a couple of weeks and you know what? I don't doubt that it's a decent game at this point because I know they fixed a lot of it. But I'm—it's definitely I'm gonna wait because I still on the. Uh, if you ever go to the subreddits for these things too, people still take videos of all these different bugs and clips, and it just—it just looks funny at this point. We're almost getting to Bethesda levels of quality. We're almost there in That's my right. mind,
1: Jackie no which is
0: going, to, which in this which mind you is an upgrade. We're getting we're getting closer to it being in a state where it reminds me of Bethesda, which is a, a positive thing for me to say. So. Hopefully it gets there. Hopefully it really does pick itself up. I mean I've seen I've seen abominations pick themselves up before, like no man's sky, so yeah. let's See what happens here.
2: The future is possibly bright. Uh, the future is bright. But with that said, shall we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Um,
0: I mean I already hear the cops on this. I already hear them. Yeah. They're, they're coming for you.
2: The crowd's pouring out. Um <laughs> all right, so housekeeping time. Uh thanks to Ed Biket for our Lovely intro and outro music and Heather Ramos for our artwork. Uh, find us all over the internets. Eric, where can we find you?
0: Uh, mainly on Twitter. Oh, the cops are coming for me, sorry. Uh, on Twitter, I am at beautiful underscore Eric. I don't know, maybe I'll post a thirst trap later. Who, who's to say?
2: Who's to say? Uh, who's to say? Tweet at me. I am at the Richmeister Zero. And you can find me at my other home on SwordChamp.com where I sell drugs to children. Um. You can send us an email, geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. We might read it on the air and cry because you insulted us. With that being said, the stage is clean. We clean our own stage because that's just the kind of theater uh, this is. Eric, it's been a pleasure. Let's get the fuck out.
0: As always, it's been a pleasure. Bye, everybody.